Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. We'll try this over again. We are kicking off episode 54. This is Into the Lab in my beautiful home studio in San Antonio, Texas. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, the great Steve Reisner and General, that you named General, is joining us as well as Kenny Cotterell. But before we give all the introductions, this episode is being brought to you by Blue Collar Media Group. You can find them on www.com. CallerMG.com. We have a great episode. We're calling it The Great Debate and a couple entrepreneurs that you'll see on your screen that are going to talk with us for a little bit in round one. But let's cue the announcer and get your day started off. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Right. From Bali, Indonesia, commissioner of the ITL Dynasty League, wrestling expert and beverage connoisseur, Twitter handle at Dre2124, currently in the shower, Dre Rogers will be back as soon as he cools off. All right, from Regina, host of the Shooter Shoot podcast, former winner of the ITL Home and Home Trivia, at Shooters underscore pod, Kenny Cotterell. That that's two time winner Ernest, and uh, thanks for having me on the winner. show today. Uh, it's a shame that the Suns aren't playing tomorrow because uh, I was dead wrong about them, and uh, I'd like to apologize to Phoenix Suns Nation to begin the episode. It is a darn shame. If there was, I think the entire nation were were um, Brooklyn Nets fans last game. Uh, was it last night? I I was watching. I was like, come on Nets, come on, and then you know they blew it. So. We get Dame time. I'm sorry, let's digress. From Boston, the host of Slightly Biased and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, you voted and named him your general, Los Angeles Brown's favorite son, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? And, um, you know, Ernest, I just have to say that you failed to mention that I helped Kenny win one of his home-and-home uh, home trivia competitions. You don't have that victory without my knowledge of 90s movies. <laughs> that is true. Basketball was clutch. I do want to say that you have the longest intro in the history of podcasts. Dude, really just do co-founder of Blue Collar Media Group, okay. the General Steve Reisner. But we got to keep Los Angeles Brown's favorite son. That's, that's always the icebreaker. All right. Just, well, that's, just because that's how Dre knows me. That's exactly it. Well, those are your four sports scientists for tonight. And, of course, you have – two wonderful individuals on your screen that you have no idea what they're doing here because I haven't introduced them. So let's start off joining us, the woman behind the lens, the perfect eye and an absolute baller, the founder of Cozy Cope Photography, Stephanie Casenza. Hello, that was a wonderful, oh my gosh, that was the best intro that I have ever heard, honestly. <laughs> Rounds of applause. Hey everybody, I'm Stephanie. Uh, my touring family calls me Cozy. I'm a photographer who is currently based in Austin, Texas, and I specialize in 
content photography and touring the music industry. And so part of that means that part of the time out of the year, maybe six months a year, I'll be on the road working four to five weeks at a time. And those are like 17 hour days, but they're so full of music and photo. And I love every second of it. And thank you for having me on this awesome show. Oh, absolutely. You got a full on Dre already. So I'm, I'm glad you didn't log off. That's a win for us. Absolutely. Now you might see there's another smiling face right there on your screen. That is the wonderful, creative, most exuberant spread of food I've ever seen in my life. And in your screen right here for you, the wonderful Jackie Moody. Hi. Um, thank you for having me on. This is my very first Zoom meeting, even my first podcast for sure. So thank you so much. Um, I just started this last month, actually, and I've had such a blast with it. I really love creating food uh, like I have been. So I'm hoping to really turn it into a profitable business one day. So I actually made a platter like five minutes before I got on here. So I'm going to see if you guys can see it. Yes. I don't know how well you can see this. That, I'm telling you guys, that looks amazing. And if you're <laughs> listening on our podcast, you are missing out because every time I see that, I go grab a cheese plate and put some meat on there. <laughs> and I try to do the same thing. It doesn't look nearly as well. Look at mine. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have one ready. Now. But unprepared. <laughs> thank you guys both for joining us. We're definitely going to call you guys out in round one, which is going to be our quick updates and talking about what you guys do and how you got started. And we're really excited to feature you guys tonight in our round one segment. Um, in round one as well, we're going to talk NBA bubble, right? So hopefully your bubble hasn't popped and your team is still going there. I know there are two Spurs fans are, are guesting on this show today. So if you're a Spurs fan or I guess a Suns fan, you're really feeling that that sadness today probably wore all black but that's okay round two is the great debate which is our featured segment that is where we're going to be debating some of those hot topics Tatum versus Simmons Dak versus Wentz versus Matt Ryan as well as who is the NBA GOAT and who will win the NBA championship this year big time debates coming your way round three will be our general Steve Reisner doing terrible Twitter takes of the week and then you'll get some laughter and we'll all go home and, and get some rest tonight so let's get started after the bell. Announcer Kewison. Round one, league news and updates. All right, we're in round one here, and we're going to start off with some quick updates. As you know, Into the Lab podcast has some streamers. You can find us on twitch.tv slash the sport gene. Call of Duty Warzone is the game. That's how we win. We got win 37 this week. So we're looking to keep pushing those win totals. Tournament coming up in September. So keep your uh, eyes peeled for some streaming options that you can come watch us. And Blue Collar Media will be sponsoring. So you'll see us wearing some of those colors. Uh, I like to thank Just Paul, though he's not here. I like to thank him from afar. So let's go into our first featured guest, the one that has an amazing eye and captures life's greatest moment. Steph, talk to us about Cozy Co. Photography. What made you start in photography? Oh, my gosh. Well, it was, let's see, 2010. So it's been 10 years. It'll be 10 years in December that I started shooting. Um, it was the first Christmas that we had without my dad. And we had all gone to Chicago to go visit family. And it was actually Oak Forest. My grandparents have a home there that they built in the Great Depression. So it's beautiful in the big backyard. It was snowing like crazy. On Christmas day, we were all kind of doing our own thing. And I picked up this camera that I had got gifted, that I was gifted, sorry. And um, I just started taking pictures. I'd never seen so much snow in my life. And it was honestly one of the first moments that I had felt like peaceful in 
however many months since my dad had passed away and I hadn't really had an outlet. Um, I was terrible at it. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never used a camera like that before. But since then, it's just been something that I've worked towards um, being more pro at. I feel like I'm less technical these days and more just about the actual thing that's happening in front of me and not thinking so far ahead and just being in that moment, which is really cool. Um, but I do want to say the name Cozy is not mine necessarily. Well, it's Cosenza, but my dad was actually the first Cozy. He was a jazz drummer way back in the day, went on tours, did all kinds of stuff, low key. And when I started putting these pictures out that were really bad, they were like on MySpace or something. My mom was like, well, you need a, you need a name across those pictures. And I wanted it to be a family name. So she goes, well, you are the next Cozy. And that's all I got my name. And that's how I got started. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now, when we look at what you've been doing, you've done concerts, weddings. I mean, I've seen you backstage with bands. I mean, you're in the know, right? You're the person to know. What all can you do? What all do you cover? Like if somebody said, I, I want to see what her photography skills can do for me. What, what have you done? Okay. So I think the most versatile thing would definitely be shooting shows. And if we're talking about like a rundown of a tour day, that'd probably be the easiest thing. Um, okay. wake up about 10 a.m., roll out, roll out of a bunk, find the closest coffee shop, edit for a couple of hours, make sure all of my scheduled posting looks good, everything is set for a couple of days in advance, and then I start shooting around noon. That doesn't stop until about midnight. So I'm definitely shooting shows or backstage or something like that. It's all lifestyle, but then I have to consider what stage lighting looks like and how I can edit. Part of shooting shows is knowing that you're able to alter them in post, I I know that's kind of a technical thing, but I feel like with all of those different types coming into play for one reason, it's really made me feel comfortable shooting weddings and doing senior portraits. I mean, I've even done like birth videos and photos. So it's oh, wow. more about for me, like who I've gotten to know and less about how I learned how to do it. it everything has really been like trial and error. I had this conversation earlier today, like, you know, of course, we all grow up and we don't really know how to be adults or we don't really know how to be professional in the things that we love. But I feel like with all the years that I've been doing it, it's more like, oh, I met this person at this show five years ago. They're in town. They want photos done. They refer me to someone. And then it all just becomes like this community project, which I love. I'm very much about giving back and living in the community and shopping local. So it means a lot to me to continue that, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you thought about the people on this show, we still haven't grown up yet, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's awesome to see what you're doing. I mean, Kenny's, Kenny's automatically green. I don't, I can speak for, for, for Steve there. So I don't even need his, 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 his answer. Um, but so let's say, um, I might come like a strong question, but I'm going to ask you, right. I am a child or I'm a kid and I want to go into photography. I have that, I have that want, or I want to do what you do. What's your, what's your first lesson or what's your first piece of advice you give to them? get any kind of camera and just start taking pictures. Literally point and shoot your camera phone, whatever it is, start considering what it is that you wanna see in these pictures or what you wanna capture or looking at something makes you feel a certain way. Just start taking the pictures. And as you progress and as you learn, I'm self-taught, definitely not self-made. You know, I've had a lot of opportunities with people that I really love and appreciate. So I've been able to learn through that, but um, I've never really taken a class or anything of that nature. It's usually just been a friend who taught me, hey, that as you shouldn't do this, or you should shoot this way, or you should consider this setting, or whatever it is. So I know it's an undertaking, to say the least, to learn a trade like that, because it's so fast paced. 
And it's so in the moment that you might miss something and you feel badly about it, but really just start shooting. And I feel like if your passion is still there, you're going to progress the way you want to. Awesome. Awesome. Now I know I use, I'm, or I'm going to be using you for all of my photography stuff. So, I mean, you're so close. I mean, Austin, Texas based Hill country, Texas based. If you've heard it here, go find her on all social platforms, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk to that. Right, Steph. So if you're listening right now and you want to find you and you want to go ahead and ask for a quote or see if, if you guys can match up, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Yes. Sorry guys. I'm not funny. Um, but I do have a website too. It's www.cozypophoto.com. That is awesome. The wonderful Steph Casenza. Thank you very much. And please guys reach out to her. She is fantastic. You'll see her stuff. It's very authentic, but let's switch gears because it sounds like our listeners are getting a little hungry. Jackie Moody's in the house. And uh, as you know, I'm not saying the word on purpose because I don't want to mess it up. It's happened so many times on my show. Where I charcuterie. Can't it, yes. <laughs> Moody's charcuterie is what, she's, what she has going for her. The spread is amazing. But Jackie, same way I'm going to start, start it off. What made you get into this trade? I, it was just happenstance, really. It was um, last, or I guess last month, sorry, like mid-month. And one of my friends had posted a picture of like a little boozy lunchbox kind of style with like a little charcuterie plate and a bottle of wine next to it, a little mini bottle of wine. And I thought, wow, that'd be so cool to be able to make those and sell those for a living because I do that for myself anyways. I used to, you know, make them for myself and my boyfriend. And I've always wanted to cook for people without having to work in a restaurant, even though I did work in a restaurant. Um, And I got furloughed actually two days after I started making these platters. So it kind of worked out really well for me. Um, But that was just last month and I've been making them pretty much daily. Um, I've had people ask for them for expectant couples, for uh, realtors, uh, for closing gifts or for referral gifts and things like that. So I've had, if you have a need for a plate or for food, then I can fill that. That is awesome. And and so, you know, I've seen some of the spreads that you have, right? And you have such you, an eclectic taste with what you pair together. So what do you piece first? Do you, do you go fruit first? Or are you going meats first? Is it the cheese? I mean, I'm trying to piece it together. My, I have to go to H-E-B to go get my, 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 my trays. So talk to, talk to us a little bit. What, what do you do? Like, what's the mindset? I kind of start with the customer. I just think about what they like. If they're a vegetarian, if they're gluten-free, if they really like meat, if they have a big family that they're trying to feed, um, I just go from there. So when I'm at the store, I'm just buying anything that looks interesting and I've got a fully stocked fridge at any, any given point. So I just kind of go in there and raid the fridge and set it all up on my dining table and just kind of go from there, see where the plate takes me. Like I just got a DM and somebody asked what's a charcuterie. So I'm going to have you explain what it is because apparently I'm not doing a good enough job. So uh, talk to us a little bit about what exactly you make since I'm not doing my job as a host. (laughs) So charcuterie is the art of curated meats. So it's presenting them on a tray with all the accompaniments that would be nuts, uh, fruits, cheeses, crackers, bread, baguette slices, things like that. So just putting them on a platter and seeing what it looks like. And I mean, if we can sh- show again. Can, yes, can please. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so that's. That looks kind of... absolutely wonderful. I'm hungry again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's curated meats, mostly salamis and um, ham and uh, prosciutto, things like that. And just kind of arranging them in fun ways and making them really appetizing. I guess. 
Well, that looked fantastic. And if you're listening on the podcast, you're definitely missing out. Come watch the live video. Be a part of the others that are viewing this as we're going through this. But Jackie, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the last question for you. Just the same, right? So, um, where can people find you, and how far do you send these? Is this like nationwide, or is this like uh, just in Texas? Or what? Talk to us how long those things live. So, due to refrigeration issues, I'm not shipping outside of. Houston. Well, I'm not shipping at all right now. Um, I, do plan, <laughs> I do plan on doing some baked goods platters like muffins and mini pies and uh, cookies, things like that. Doggy treats. That's one that I really want to do next uh, because I kind of do it all. If you can name it, I can cook it pretty much. So uh, shipping will be available soon for drier goods. Nothing that has to be refrigerated. Uh, but I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and that's Moody's Charcuteries. You can look it up both ways. And I do have a website as well, www.moodystarcuteries.com. That is wonderful. And I will include that in a post so people can see not only Jackie's, but also Steph's uh, companies, businesses, Forte's, wonderful talents um, on the Sport Gene and into the lab sites. Uh, but thank you both for uh, sharing with us your entrepreneurs. I, I, I really like to feature up and coming, and I think you guys are exactly that. So it's wonderful. We're going to dive into basketball next. If you guys want to stick around, I do want to ask you the question of who you think is going to win. So stick around just for this round at least. But let's talk some bubble basketball and go right into – uh, the NBA. So some headlines for the NBA. The Spurs 22 season streak is snapped. Yes, I, I saved that first there for all you Texas listeners. The Suns go 8-0 and and still miss the playoffs. Literally a 0.03% chance of that happening in the bubble. And of course it happened. Giannis headbutts a player and gets suspended, yet he is applauded. And Dame and Skip Bayless seem to be like the legendary matchup of the bubble as it continued to uh, look like high schoolers fighting over Twitter. The Lakers look old and tired while the Raptors finish with the highest winning percentage in franchise history. Let's dissect it. Kenny, you're our basketball guy. Which headline stands out to you? Uh, it's got to be the Suns. I mean, yeah, I don't think true. anyone even had them going 500, let alone going 8-0 and still not making it. Um, Phoenix is a team over the last number of years that has really struggled. They've taken a lot of heat from the media. And I think having a performance like that in the bubble, like Booker showed how good he is. They had a ton of other uh, guys step up, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, a lot of guys there. I think it's just bright for their future. I think it's good when Phoenix is good in the NBA. No one wants to see a team be bad for that long. And so I think it's a great storyline just for the future in general that the Suns are an up-and-coming team and could be a playoff team as early as next year. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, they were 4-0, and you said they were going to lose the last four. So, I mean, at the same token, you weren't a believer either. I wasn't either. I'll be honest. I thought they were going to go like 2-6. and six, So, I'm on the same boat. Steve, what about you? What's the biggest headline from the bubble, the seeding games? Uh, well, definitely, like Kenny said, the Suns going 8-0 and not making it. That's just absolute insanity. It's I like I can't even believe that that's an actual scenario. <laughs> yeah, not even the NBA that, has banked on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I do have to touch on on the Giannis headbutting thing. Uh, only a one-game suspension for headbutting a player, and uh, clear favoritism this entire bubble from the refs towards Giannis. 
Absolutely. Clear favoritism of Giannis. The entire bubble. Do you think that's possible? One game suspension? Yeah, but that's, that's terrible. He wasn't going to play that game anyways. He was going to well, rest that game. So it's, at, it's, at, the, it's, at the same time, though, like, when you look back at, like, the 80s and, like, Kevin McHale clothesline and Kurt Rambis and there wasn't even a foul called on the play. So, I mean. Okay, but that, <laughs> it's not like he cocked his head back and absolutely slammed into the guy. Yeah, like, yeah it, 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 it wasn't a brutal headbutt. But, I mean, we've seen guys throw punches and they're only getting, like, two games. So, yeah, could it have been two games? Sure. Anything more than that's just excessive. Like, it's not like the Bucks really need him for this first-round series anyways. So, yeah, you suspend him an extra game and maybe they go to five games with the Magic. So, I don't think it's that major. I think Ernest and uh, Steve are letting their uh, biases towards Giannis really shine through in this segment. Wait, wait, wait. It's, have it's, I ever been known true. to be biased? I definitely am. I think he should have been suspended I would say four as a games. Six fan and as a Rockets fan, yes. He he, sure. didn't, he didn't even win MVP last oh, year. Dre, I love that you're on. <laughs> I love that you're back on here, buddy. Biggest headline from the NBA bubble. Nope, still no Dre. He is getting himself <laughs> together. That's perfectly fine. I you know biggest headline. I, I like I like to uh, I like to see is. Is is the Skip Bayless and Damian Lillard beef? Like I love it. I don't know if you've been following it at all, but uh, they've had private conversations now get exploited. Dame Damian Lillard has been told by Skip Bayless he's not clutch. He comes back with big performances. Skip Bayless says you turned over the bar. You didn't score the final two minutes. Don't be talking. Like it's going back and forth, and I am all about it. But at the same time, I do think that he fueled Damian Lillard, and that's why we're getting this crazy Damian Lillard so I'm sorry sons you can blame Skip Bayless for everything I don't think it's just Skip I think it's also the Clippers players like the fact that they were laughing at him when he missed the two free that's throws. true that's and true. then going back and forth with Paul George and Patrick Beverly I think that fueled him more than probably the Skip Bayless stuff because like no one really takes the guy seriously if you're not a Cowboys fan so I I definitely think that it's more so the Clippers guys basically crapping on him and saying that you know he's he's going to be going home early and I think they just kind of woke him up and he's the MVP of the bubble in my opinion after the way that he performed following that so oh it's Devin Booker for me but um we we won't uh well I guess we can touch that at that point but Steph I'm going to give you a chance to talk here what your biggest surprise from the uh NBA bubble for you was of course it's going to be the Spurs okay I lied (laughs) and uh Okay, so I was incredibly heartbroken, especially reading, like, I didn't realize it had been 22 freaking years that they had gone to the playoffs. Like, they haven't always, in the recent years, had, like, the strongest lineup. They've always had a really solid bench. I've always loved that they're such a fundamental team. I love Pop. And the fact that they're just not in the playoffs right now is just, I can't, I need a minute, honestly. No. That's okay, that's okay, Steph. Let's give you some good news, though. Who is the longest? Who has, what team has the longest playoff streak now? I don't want to answer this question. It's the you Houston Rockets. That's who it is. So I mean, you can you can celebrate. They're they're nearby. We're like cousins at this point. So you you can you can put on the red and white. That's that's what it's all about. I'd rather die, honestly. <laughs> now. Um, Guys, Steve and Kenny, biggest surprise bad for you for the NBA bubble team? 
what team just surprisingly came out just flat? Uh, I kind of got to think about that one. Whoever has Can the I crickets, say the Houston that was Rockets just to troll you? That's perfect. Uh, well, well, oh, I, I would probably the Pelicans, honestly. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? Yes, the Pelicans. Everyone thought yes. that it was going to be between Pelicans, Blazers, and Memphis for that last spot, and they're sitting at the bottom heading home, so... I mean, I have a little bit of a theory that they were tanking. That's why they were putting Zion on minutes restrictions and when he said that he was good to go. And I don't know. I, I really think that either that or Alvin Gentry's not as good coach as I thought he was, but I think that he's pretty solid. So probably the Pelicans just because everyone hyped them up so much. Kenny, you said Pelicans. Alvin Gentry gone? No. Gentry will still be around, I think. They weren't expecting – as much as J.J. Redick would say they were expecting to make the playoffs, I don't think that they were this year. I mean, they have their best player is a rookie. So I would say if they don't make it next year, then he's definitely gone. And actually, if they don't get out to a hot start, he might be gone as well. So definitely on the hot seat. I haven't thought about J.J. Redick in such a long time. He used to be my favorite youth basketball player. And then when he started finally playing in the NBA, I was like, Big, big fan of that statement. I was like, <laughs> what happened? I'm, I don't mean to be offensive or rude. Or, I was just like, he just played completely differently, I feel. I agree with that, Steph. But you'd be happy to know that, oh my Ken God, that what? Kenny, I'm not going to make a Houston Rockets comment, but that Kenny just interviewed J.J. Redick a few weeks back. So he got oh, to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Yep, you can catch that on the Shooter Shoot pod coming cool. at you on Mondays. Cool. Oh, you like that plug, Kenny? I did. I'm a big fan of that. I'll just, I'll just plug the merch too, you know, just, just get the whole thing in there. So Get it out of your way. Let's talk about playoffs now. So it's playoff basketball. Obviously, the Rockets are not trying to win tonight. They're down by 22 to the Sixers. Obviously, that's not happening. So I'm glad I'm not watching that game. But let's talk playoffs. Um, I'm going to go around. and Jackie, I'm going to call on you in a minute. I don't know if you are a basketball fan or if you watch that, but what playoff series can't you – are you just can't wait to watch? Do you have one? I actually don't have one right now. I have been very okay. disassociated from sports for a while. Um, not for any reason other than just being preoccupied with other things. So I just really haven't had that much of an engagement in it. That's okay, Jackie. <laughs> Rockets Thunder was the right answer, but that's okay. Yes, we're, no, we're, definitely, we're, definitely have the Houston Pride. Absolutely. Um, there it is. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Represent H-Town 713. Yes. All the Dre, <laughs> can you hear me? Dre can hear me. Dre, can can we hear you? Yes. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Welcome back, Dre. I love the background. Dre, what playoff series are you looking forward to the most? NBA. Celtics. <laughs> of course, the Celtics. <laughs> Celtics Sixers. You have any worries, Dre? Hell no. I mean, I saw Steve getting nervous about Embiid, but <laughs> nothing to worry about. Dre's, Dre's all about Celtic Sixers. Dre's waking up. Appreciate you joining back on, buddy. I already did your intro. Steph, what about you? What playoff series are you looking forward to? Anything that involves the Lakers, frankly. And I say that because I feel like they haven't always been my favorite team. Rather, I've always had, like, a real issue with the ego thing. consistently been, like, incredibly good players. R.I.P. Kobe. And 
I really enjoy watching them in the playoffs. I feel like they always show out, you know? Yep. You said the Celtics were your number two team. I changed my mind. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, my God. I am judging hard. And Are you? Oh, consider yourself judged. Well, judged? Obviously, obviously, Steph is really looking forward to that Rockets-Lakers matchup second round. Now, Kenny, I'm going to go to you next. Are you going to do the whole I'm the Lakers fan so I'm picking the Lakers first round? Because obviously that's going to be a really boring round for you. Yeah, that's like a five-gamer. Everyone on Twitter is like super worried if we get Lillard, and it's like we're going to be fine. We have LeBron and AD. Um, I'm really looking forward to Miami versus Indiana. Me too. The fact that we're going to get TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler for seven games after their scuffle earlier in the year, I think it's just going to be fun to watch. Like, they disappointed when they played a couple days ago, and, like, Miami kind of blew them out. But I think if you get into a seven-game series and things maybe get a little bit chippy, that you could see a really good series between those two. Um, Other than that, I think that Luka going up against the Clippers will just be fun to – watch him be like a one-man show against them so those would be mine i meant i meant blazers and six but i understand what you were talking about steve what about you um you mean besides the celtics uh yeah, give me another one Philly. besides the celtics yeah uh well i do like uh what kenny said miami and indiana that's definitely uh a good matchup and uh the clippers mavericks would be a, a fun series to watch as well like you said and uh you know i'd wait to see the rockets see if they choke or not Oh, it's it's true though. I mean, we are thinking it. It's only James Harden as Russ is missing the first two games. So, I mean, at that point, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets didn't win the first round. But you know, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I can't believe I'm I hoped that out of Ernest. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm I'm realistic. Anyways, so let's let's do series predictions. One word answers. Jackie, you can participate if you just want to throw a name out there. I'm gonna let you just your first gut instinct. Lakers, Blazers, who wins? Everybody at the same time. Lakers. 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 Look, Lakers all the way around. Clippers, Lakers. Mavericks. Clippers. Clippers. Mavericks. Oh, Jack, I got a Mavericks for Jackie. Rockets, right. Rockets Thunder. 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 <laughs> wow, what a troll, Rockets. Steph. That's a troll right there. Wow. Nuggets, Jazz. What is it? Nuggets. Nuggets, Nuggets, Jazz. Oh, Nuggets. Nuggets. Nuggets all the way around. Bucks, Magic. Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> magic. Ah, Fuck the Bucks. Magic. <laughs> magic and seven. Celtics or Sixers? Celtics. 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 Celtics all the way around. Heat, Pacers. Ooh. Heat. 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 I got no heat. Sabonis. No, Pacers. I kind of hate the Heat, honestly. So you're going Pacers, Steph. I do too, but I think they got to win. So, Steph, here's how it works, Steph. Now, and Jackie, you too. Jackie, you chose the Mavericks and nobody else's. So, when the Mavericks win, you have to come back on and rub it in everybody's face. And, Steph, when the Pacers win, you got to come back and rub it in everybody's face, especially Steve. Last but not least, Raptors, Nets. Raptors. Wow, nobody choosing the Nets. Okay. All right. So, there you have it. That is going to wrap up our round one and take us to our featured segment, which is round two, the great debate. Dre is in time for that one. We got a doozy for you. Round one was brought to you by the Porteo Group. If you are a business looking to export or import products to and from Mexico, look no further than this group today. The Porteo Group works with companies like Nestle, Colgate, L'Oreal, and many others 
find them on www.porteogroup.com and mention ITL for discounts and bargains for your company today. The Porteo Group, a Houston-based company with over 30 years of experience for you. All right, let's get to second round right after this commercial. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round 2. Weekly Pick'em and Game Outlooks. That's the bell, and round two is our featured segment, The Great Debate. We have all six of us still on the screen. I'm really hyped for that. And we will debate head-to-head-to-head-to-head-to-head on some of the most controversial topics. Let's get this party started. We're going to start off with the wonderful Jason Tatum versus Ben Simmons debate. I'm kind of hyped for this because I want to hear the. I want to hear both sides. I'm going to start with Steve. Steve, defend your man. I, I think Jason Tatum is a more complete player. Ben Simmons is good on defense. Ben Simmons is great at getting to the rim. Ben Simmons gets good assists. Ben Simmons cannot shoot to save his damn life, and it's too late to say that he's going to develop a shot. I'm sorry. I'm tired of hearing it. Um. I, I Tatum, I think he's. I think he's more dangerous on offense, considering that he can actually shoot the ball, and plays defense almost just as just as well. So yeah, Tatum. So Steve takes Tatum here. Do I have anybody on the call that's going to take Simmons? First off. So Kenny is debating. Let me take the Simmons side just to. Just for oh, devil's God. advocate, because I am definitely pro Tatum on this. This is why we needed Luke. Based, uh, I, I, yes. can, I can play devil's advocate okay, to please, please the argument. Okay. So, I mean, everyone talks about how Tate, or Simmons can't shoot, but yet he's a 58% field goal percentage. So, while he may not shoot, when he is scoring, he's incredibly effective. He is one of the best passers in the entire league. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the entire league. I mean, there's a case that he's going to be on all defensive team this year. So let's not forget that. Um, the fact that Tatum has – he's still going to hit another level. I think Simmons is also going to hit another level. I'm pro Tatum, but if I had to make the argument, it's that – I mean, Simmons is still 24. He still has time to figure out even a serviceable jump shot. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. If he can even start hitting free throws, it doesn't even have to be, you know, three pointers. Free throw percent. And I think he can even start hitting free throws. His free th- <laughs> just just to just to put a number on that, his free throw sorry, percentage sorry, is fifty nine percent. That's not so. Awful. If he gets to 75 percent, that's about league average seventy five. So. So let's let's put some numbers behind the men, right? So 
Tatum, a one. So both men have been in this in the in the in the league three years. Okay, three seasons each. Okay, two-time All-Star for Simmons, one-time All-Star for Tatum. Rookie of the year for Simmons. Nothing. No rookie of the year for Tatum. Obviously. Okay. So points per game: seventeen point three points per game for Jason Tatum. Sixteen point four for Ben Simmons. Two point two assists for Tatum. Eight point. I'm sorry. Yeah, eight eight assists a game for Simmons. Eight point three rebounds per game for Simmons. Only uh, two point five rebounds per game for Tatum. No, six rebounds per game for Tatum. See, I'm all over the place at this point. So, my point is, well, I'm getting there, is that Simmons on paper has the better stats than Jason Tatum. But I'm going to put this back to the eye test and to situational basketball. Ben Simmons has the ball in his hand. Jason Tatum is, is cutting and moving off the ball and most of the time getting the prime defender from teams when Ben Simmons is not the primary focus of the offense every single time down the floor. There's somebody called Joel Embiid. So very big difference between the two. I am going Tatum because if you look at the jump he made this year, he went from a serviceable starter to a star to a superstar, in my opinion. He made that jump this year. And that, that has not been that jump for Ben Simmons. Um, if you have to do this, three-point field goal percentage, Simmons is shooting 8% from the three. 8%. 8%. And he doesn't shoot a lot of them. You're a point guard. So, and, and, he, and right, he shoots less than Russell Westbrook. You are a point guard. You have to have that shot to become an elite, an elite player. And so I have to see Simmons nail that shot and, and be more consistent at it for me to say he's made that jump. So right now, present state, I'd build a team around Jason Tatum more than I would build a team around Ben Simmons. And, and now as to the rookie of the year point, um, Jason Tatum's rookie year was that uh, fucked up season where Gordon Hayward destroyed his leg like the first the game of the season and Kyrie uh, was not full Kyrie but then got hurt, hurt quotation marks and sat out the whole playoffs so that was uh it, Tatum was Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier were the leaders of that and Marcus Smart of course were the leaders of that team uh and yeah Tatum couldn't win rookie of the year that year uh, I mean they had to win off ball sharing and all that but I mean Tate you got to remember that Tatum went to the Eastern Conference Finals that year and yeah would, they should not have gone seven games with that Cavaliers team, and they did. They they had a chance to win like, that series. I would go further even to say, and I know, Kenny, you want to talk, and I'll let you end this debate, um, but if I change Simmons and Tatum onto either team, I think Tatum makes a six or, six or seven wins better, and, and Simmons makes the Celtics four wins less. Yeah, That's, I can agree. I, I see yeah. that. Also – when it came to the stats, I mean, like those are career numbers, but if we're looking at, you know, the, right. the stats of this year where Simmons is a 16, eight and eight Tatum's a 23, seven and three. So, I mean, Tatum's stats look better. Now the three reasons right. why I would take Tatum is one, he doesn't have the injury history. People forget that Simmons missed his entire rookie year. And now rookie again. 
because then he won Rookie of the Year as a second-year player. Um, and then I, he I still vote. I still vote for <laughs> so him. It's so it's so of course he gets hurt this year now, so we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. Secondly, Tatum's shown me that he's the next level. To your point, does Ben have the next level? Which I mean, he's been sixteen, eight, and eight for three straight years. So is that just going to be his career? And the third one would be. Yeah, people love to talk about Simmons rebounding and defending is so much better when it's like it's super close between the two of them in both of those facets. And then they point to the passing and it's like, well, yeah, but one is asked to be a passer and one is asked to be the number one scorer on their team. So, yeah, one's a forward and one's a point guard. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, he's asked to play a different role and I think he plays his role better than Simmons does. So that's why I would... I think Simmons could be better if he didn't have a pylon as a head coach, but you know, that's the debate for another day. Perfect. And that is great debate. Number one, let's move to great debate. Number two, which Dre is going to be hyped for. This is the Prescott Wentz Ryan debate, which two of the guys who I thought would be on here really chewing each other's heads off as to who was uh, better. It, they're not here. So let's, let's jump right into it. Obviously I have, no bias as to who I'm going with in this debate, but I will go ahead and start the debate. Um, and then you guys can come in with your non-factual evidence as to who the best quarterback is. Uh, before I even go into this, Steph, who's your football team? Go Bears. Are you kidding? I don't oh, care. Oh, I knew that. I knew that I all day. I don't care what <laughs> any right. debate, any Foles or Trubisky. What? Yeah, that's my next question, too. Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky this year? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I feel like I'm being judged. <laughs> well, I think that you guys would be a good team this year if you start Nick Foles. I agree. Why okay. do you have eight tight ends on the roster? <laughs> That's another good question. Stop coming for my neck. I'm not the coach. <laughs> yeah. Jackie, Who's do you have a football team? <laughs> no football team either? You're off so, of sports. Sorry, I was unmuted. Uh, Texans, of course, because he's oh. There you go. That's a fantastic answer. I'm all about that. By the way, they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Book your tickets. Ah, okay. 100%, almost 10 years in the making. Have to rip. If you guys haven't seen my episode, just understand the football gods allow Brandon Cooks to move to a team and they go to the Super Bowl. He has moved to Houston. They will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> putting money on it. Live. It's good money. It's like 35 to 1. You might as well take the money. I mean, go and play then he gets traded bucks. the next season. That, or if he gets <laughs> traded midseason, then my bad. That means that team's going to the Super Bowl. So sorry about that. Okay, let's talk this debate, right? So Dak Prescott, 64 games played over the course of his four years, which that comes out to 100% of the games started and played. Um, 65.8% completion compared to Wentz's 63.8% and his little 56 games, as well as Matt Ryan's in his first four years, 60.9%. So he leads all three quarterbacks. 15,778 yards compared to Wentz's 14,191 and Matt Ryan's 14,238. So he leads them in yards. 97 touchdowns ties Carson Wentz, so that's technically uh, tied for first. And then Matt Ryan had 95 at this point. QBR, 97 for Dak. That's pretty good. For Carson for uh, Carson Wentz, 92.7. That's all right. That's good for second because Matt Ryan was 87.95. So Dak so far has not had a non-first place finish. Now, a lot of people say, well, he dinks and ducks and he throws it to Ezekiel Elliott. Don't worry. I did the math for you too. So if we look at the deep adjusted completion percentage – 
Dak Prescott, 45.9%. That's lower. You're definitely right. But Carson Wentz is 44.5. That's a whole percent more for Dak. And if you look at Matt Ryan, just 39.7. So, as a quarterback, I am really kind of structured around these numbers. Dak Prescott, to me, is easily the best quarterback out of the three. And he stays healthy. That's a big one right there. He plays football games, unlike uh, the other two. Okay, I'll open up the floor for the other guys who want to defend the other two. Dude, Kenny's a Cowboys fan, and he's laughing his ass off. No. He loves it. Ernest, no. Full support for me. Thanks, He's not Kenny. number one out of these three players. It's not Are Ryan. we talking right now or all time? No, the first four years only. What? The first four years only. First four years. Matt Ryan, first four years. That's the numbers I gave you. Yeah, those are the numbers that you gave me, but I thought the debate was who's the best quarterback out of the three, which is oh, Matt Ryan. Oh, it's Matt Ryan all time, but I'm talking about the first four years of their career. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to point to the first four years, but, like, if we're just talking about who's the better overall quarterback. Then well, I don't know what Dak Prescott's going to look like in 2030, Kenny. I can't predict that right now. Matt Ryan's a league MVP. He's actually been to a Super Bowl. He's thrown for 4,000 every year since 2011. He throws roughly 12 picks a year, which is pretty average. His longevity alone makes him number one. That's, that wasn't, that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point. Dak's number two. I can give you the reasons why That's, he's number two ahead of Wentz. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's a win. Oh, so Dak's actually won a playoff game. Whether people forget want to forget it or not, he did beat <laughs> Russell Wilson in a playoff game that he started. I uh, was it a great Seattle team? No, but it's a win. We're, Cowboys Nation, we take wins. That's what matters. We, um, we take wins because we haven't had a Super Bowl in two decades. So I. Uh, Dak also continues to get better. I mean, he threw for more than a thousand more yards last year than he did the year before. And people will say that he was constantly trailing, but that's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards difference. So I, and they love to put the, he hides behind Zeke argument, which I'm sorry that he's had a top three running back for the last couple of years. Like God forbid that he has talented players around him. Dak's won 62% of his games. Uh, and he's never missed a game. Wentz has already missed eight, and he's only won 57%. Dak gives you the scrambler aspect to his game. I think that he's better at making a play out of nothing because he can do it with his legs, unlike Wentz because he's scared to get hurt once again. So uh, I would have Dak at number two, and then Wentz is number three. I actually avoided the argument of unstructured plays because Wentz kind of dominated in that area, so I didn't want to talk about it. But that was but, just but, one area. But, but that was when just it one comes area. to a QB being able to run for a first down, that's true. Like that's he's dead. one of the very best yeah. in the NFL at doing it. So, so I'm gonna have somebody take the Wentz argument, Dre or Steve, if you guys want to. If not, we can just leave Wentz out there as a, as I, a happy third. I mean, can, so I, mean, I way distant probably, third. Let's probably only say that. Even even though he didn't play, he does. Wentz does have a Super Bowl ring, and you know he could tell you what happened with Matt Ryan during the Super Bowl. So, uh, <laughs> and Dak, well, so that's that's probably what. what the, Matt Ryan got screwed by his play calling. Say, but I guess that's pretty much it. 
Just wait yeah. 20 games. Just wait 20 games. We'll talk about the Dak Super Bowl. So right. if we're if we're talking all time, it's Matt Ryan. Yeah, I don't if think that's. Talking, I wasn't debating that. Yeah, but I if, agree. if we're if we're talking okay. right now, I I think Dak is uh, the better quarterback. Uh, is the best quarterback in three of them. Not right now. Right, 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 right now. I think he's better. I think I right now I'd rather have Dak than. Uh, Matt Ryan, because I think Matt Ryan has digressed a little bit. That said, I'd take Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz by a long shot. Okay, so just to just to clarify, the, the intelligence. 2020 season, you had those three quarterbacks, and you were a coach, and you had them lined up, and they all visited you, and they all said they want to play for you. You would choose Dak Prescott. I would probably choose Dak Prescott, yes. I would choose him because Ryan had a pretty bad year last year at 26 – TDs, 14 picks. That's pretty low by his standards, at least. So the regression. So, I mean, Ryan's digressed. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think Dak is the best fantasy option out of the three by far. Well, you I, I, that? I think he'll have the best fantasy year, but if you're talking best fantasy value, then you go Matt Ryan because you could get him three rounds later and still not really lose mm-hmm. a ton. Okay. But, Steph, I, did you, Steph, Jack, well, Steph, Jackie, any opinion on any of this? So I'm going to be really honest. I have never given any kind of care about anything involving the Cowboys. Sorry, Ernest. That's okay. Um, That's that's awesome. Only because my family is from the Midwest and we are taught to hate the Cowboys. I'm just, I'm so torn on my opinion of Steph because like she has like a Duke compliment and then like she throws the Cowboys in my face. It's like, sour, sorry. it's like a sour patch kid. It's sweet oh. and then punches you. <laughs> disrespect again, guys. I don't know. <laughs> no disrespect. No. Oh, Heavy hey, disrespect. Honestly, I'm no. a Canadian. I'm polite. I thought you hated that stereotype. <laughs> well, I'm using it now. He's using it. <laughs> if I have it in my tool belt, I'm going to use it. <laughs> oh, you got snaps Fair from enough. Steph. Jackie, what about you? No opinion, just no. Dak, just Dak. Yeah, she's on it. That's so. That's right there. Let's take it to the to one of the heated conversations that we had in the chat, which is who is the NBA goat all time? And I, I there shouldn't really be a debate. I don't think the people here had the debate, but let's just see if the answers differ. Kenny, do you not pick MJ? It's MJ. It's- MJ. Okay, Steve, do you not pick MJ? It's MJ. It's MJ. Dre, do you not pick MJ? That's no fun, Steve. I thought you were going to say Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I could say Larry Bird, but it's MJ. Larry Bird. I love Larry Bird. There we go. See, see this, I like this girl. Steph, do you pick MJ as a goat? <laughs> 100%. Sorry. I, yeah. That's no surprise. Jackie, MJ, goat? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> just like say that. yes that's good yes I, I, I see frostbite sports is in our is in our uh feed right now they're saying no it's brian scalabrini good one jet good yeah. one, that, that, that one. <laughs> mamba man i am all about i'm all about yeah. mj being the goat i do want to say though there was this um just because we go back to numbers on this show there was this big analysis done about goat points done all time did anybody see that breakdown no. it was back in 2019 and well i guess last year and they had this huge breakdown year by year since 1953 who was the goat that year 
points and defense wise and this huge breakdown graph start and LeBron finished two points higher than MJ. So on the analysis done, LeBron was their goat, but I am all lovers will find any argument that they can to put him above MJ. Totally. Dude, Nick Wright has literally said that LeBron has a better wins count as two rings each. I don't think LeBron has a better case for being second all time than Kareem yet. So I agree too. I agree too. I think I think you you win six titles, six finals MVPs, and five or I think it's five league MVPs or something. The argument is how difficult it was back then compared to now, though. Well, but all-time leading scorer in league history, like there's got to be some credit for that. Yeah, and and those LeBron stands who use that, oh, they those players back then couldn't play today. Argument, yeah, they sound like casual morons to me. I guess basketball. They sound basketball, like absolute I, idiots. They're like, oh, these players in the eighties and nineties were plumbers. I've I never watched basketball in my life. <laughs> yeah, those those are terrible. Those are the people who are still in grade school that you're arguing with there, Steve. But but the but the, the big argument about the basketball accolades, I can I completely concede that to former players, MJ, even Kobe. Like they have the accolades, but footprint of basketball, influence outside of basketball, overall, you know, just his structure and what he did for the game. I MJ holds that over him what he did for the game, but footprint outside of basketball. I think LeBron. LeBron will be the most influential player when he's done because of all the work that he's going to do outside of basketball. Agree. And that's why I think so many people want him to be the goat because really he's the better person of the two. Mm -hmm. Like we all know that MJ off the court was not, was not a great person. And if you haven't seen the last dance, please go see it. Yeah. I mean, the, the argument's there definitely for that, but it's strictly playing-wise, I'd have to go MJ. Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I know it wasn't the question as to who is the biggest influence. I just want everybody to know we're not LeBron yeah. haters per se, except yeah. for Steve, but we are – We I'm are not uh, a LeBron you know. hater. Oh, okay. I was just making sure, buddy. It was, it was a false check. What we would call someone from Boston. That's, that's what it is. Let's go yes. to our last yes. debate. The last debate's Who going to be a good a one. This is my favorite one because this is the one Steve is going to be coming out. Greatest cheater in sports all time. I am hyped for this. We are starting with Dre. Dre, lay it on the table. Greatest cheater in sports all time. I mean, this is the most obvious question out there. It's obviously the Patriots. I mean, is there <laughs> about this? Well, it's the Patriots. They just dropped the mic. That all of the Patriots uh, cheating cheating scandals were proven uh, false or not to be of any consequence at all. I'd say that's a stupid answer, and you should probably look at what uh, Spygate and Deflategate actually are. He told you to go back to the books, Dre. I mean, when you've got an owner that's best friends with the president. What is that? What is that even? He just what? says that he's just saying the whole Patriots team is dirty. He's just sitting there like this with Steve right yeah, now. Yeah, Steve. I don't know if you want to fall in that <laughs> trap. Steve, you're on the other side, right? So who is the greatest <laughs> cheater of all time for you? That guy, again, we're talking about like getting away with it and all. It's tough. But, I mean, you know what? The 1980s 49ers, 
Oh, wow. With all the stickum and the PEDs and all the bullshit there, and they never got called out for any of it. So you know what? Yeah, they were pretty good at cheating. By the they way, admitted to cheating, and they didn't even get called out for it. Simultaneously, Jet just said that in the comments that it was the 49ers with stickum. That's exactly what he just said. Nice. That's, that's right. That's well, love like right Jet. there. Kenny, what about you? Uh, I mean, before his wife came at him with the golf club, it was Tiger Woods. Because, I mean, that guy got away with cheating for, for years. He had no self-control. But uh, I think, I mean, t technically, Lance Armstrong got away with it while he was cycling. because. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because for a decade, he was cycling. And, like, all these people were saying that he was doping. Nike, all of his sponsors were backing him. They're basically not wanting it to be true because that's when those ratings were at an all-time high. And then, obviously, he ended up uh, being found out, and, you know, we know the rest of that story. But if we're talking about cheating also, you could point at Diego Maradona in soccer. Because oh, that's when he, true. When he that's scored, the hand of God. That's not that, cheating, man. That, the hand of God, <laughs> that is 100% cheating. <laughs> and uh, – I, I think you could you could point to two soccer ones because you could point to that or you could point to Suarez in the World Cup back in 2010. He handballed it on the goal line. And then when Ghana missed the penalty kick, he started cheering on the field that he had uh, prevented them from doing so. And he ruined a, an all-time sports moment of Ghana making it further in the World Cup. So those would be mine. True statements right there. Uh, Jackie, I'm not going to put you in the spotlight, okay? So I'm going to go over to Steph. Steph, what do you think? Greatest cheater all time. Do you have one? Um, what about the a whole ice skating thing? Was that Monica Lewinsky getting her knee bashed in? Who was that? <laughs> no, it was Tanya um, Harding. Tanya yeah, Harding. Tanya Harding. Harding. <laughs> Jackie has one. He's back. There it is. I had another one. I had another one. Uh, oh, Jackie's. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> We just went over this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just yeah. did this. I was drinking that. Cheers, Jackie. Yes. <laughs> the flake game was proven false by, by sixth grade science. Spygate was the act of filming the Jets in a pre in a practice 50 feet outside the designated area. Coach Eric Mangini said it has no direct outcome on any games at all. I just wasn't going to give them. Ah, the pleasure of doing it in my facility. And, uh, yeah, the walkthrough taping story, uh, ESPN has had to apologize for that three times for going on the air and talking about it and then being forced by the team to apologize. And the Boston Herald that initially reported the story um, had to redact the story two days later because it was proven wow. false. Steve, we so, know that they cheated. Just accept it. What about the flake game? <laughs> I, I just, just said just it was false, Steve. but Steve, okay, Steve, okay. just accept it. Let, let, me, let me do my they, greatest they cheater and we'll move on. They, they, they said that dude's so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> they sent Ted Wells down here and paid him millions of dollars to sit here for six months and conclude the balls are that flat. He could not conclude Super anything. deflated. Super I wrote deflated. a report saying that I conclude that I cannot Deflategate. conclude anything. Spygate. That was his report. Deflategate. Read the report. Spygate. People are saying you got flat balls, Steve. It's coming out everywhere that everybody believes that the flat balls are flat. Flat ball. Flat ball. All right. 
Where's my Belichick, my balls? That's, 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 than the that's, that's, that's actually your employee that said it, too. You might want to think about that one, Steve. Go get Jet. That's, that's a bad one. I'll go ahead and talk about mine. Mine's a little out there. So, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I think those are the biggest. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Get him, I'm just trying to get a reaction out of him. But I no, I think the big, I think the greatest cheater of all time is Tony Parker. I mean, he cheated on, he cheated on Eva Longoria with oh. Brett wife, oh. with Brett Mary's wife, your own teammate's wife. That's terrible. That's the greatest cheater of all time, and he got away with it. How do you not know Jared that? In your own locker room. They got away with it. They got divorced. Yeah, it lasted a decade. Lasted a decade. A decade? Was it really yeah. that long? Yeah, 2002 to 2012. Ooh. Oh, my no, God. No, no. 2001-2011. That's what it was. That's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Greatest cheater all time, in my opinion. Ah, it just hits home. I just wanted to get a rise out of you, Steph. All right. So, last big, last big uh, question. I told Steph and Jackie I was going to ask them, who wins the NBA championship this year? I'm going to put you all on the spot. Uh, you already know my answer, so I might as well just say it's the Houston Rockets. I, I don't even want an explanation. I just want you a one-team answer. They might lose in the first round. I, and it's, it's a tale of two cities. All right, go, Kenny. What's yours? As much as it pains me to say it, it's the Los Angeles Clippers. I, that's my second choice. Steve? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Kenny. Uh, it's probably the Los Angeles Clippers or uh, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> okay, Jackie? Rockets. Rockets, that's a good answer. Oh Dre, what about you? I, I missed I missed out on the question. I, I was texting you something. Okay, what's <laughs> what's uh, what NBA team is going to win the championship? Uh, that's easy, the Celtics. Gross. Celtics, we got a Rockets in the chat. We also have Jed saying the Bucks in four. Whoever they play in the West. Okay, Jed, go go to sleep. Steph. <laughs> Honestly, I've been thinking Raptors, but then it was Celtics. But I'm just feeling really jaded in general. I don't want to talk about how the Spurs aren't going to win. That's the bottom line. <laughs> so you chose the Rockets. Those are really good picks oh by the guests. God. I love it. Uh, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love those picks. I literally heard her say Celtics. Did she, though? Did she said Rockets, Raptors, Celtics. Like, that was the no, order she, she said, put it in. She said Celtics Rockets. and then the Celtics. Celtics. The Celtics so. and also the Celtics is what I said. Yeah, it's right. just, Rockets, yeah, Raptors, yeah, and the exactly. Celtics. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll end this segment before I bring in who was the sponsor of this segment. Jackie, I got to ask, what's the best drunken go-to food you could, you could, you could go to right now? Mm. Drunken food. Oh, pasta. Just pasta all the way. Pasta all the way. Dre, what about you? I would say Taquito Express. All you can eat tacos for seven ninety nine. <sighs> Damn it, Dre! And that's right. Our featured segment was brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get get it down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas. All you can eat tacos for seven ninety nine. Thank you, Dre. Mention ITO for ten percent off today. That's down back in our home neck of the woods, ladies. So really excited to bring them on. Let's go to our last segment, which is going to be Steve coming on with his terrible Twitter takes of the week, and then we'll bid everybody adieu right after this commercial break. Welcome to Alamo City, or is it the Military City, or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, 
and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? All right, we're back. You heard the bell. Round three is our final round. Steve, take it away. Ah, so uh, we have to do some mental gymnastics uh, with some of these cakes. Um, we have Colin Cowherd uh, right away going with that. The Ravens are going to go 16-0 the regular season and win the Super Bowl. It's never been done before. Highly see that as unlikely. And then two days later, he said – that the Cleveland Browns are going to win the AFC North. But see now, the Browns are in the same division (laughs) as the Ravens. So they have to play the Ravens twice a year. And he said the Ravens are going 16-0. and Wow. That's hilarious. I I didn't – someone told me if I listened to more of his uh, his stuff, it would make more sense and – I said, I don't, I, I just don't have any time for that because I, right there, it doesn't make any damn sense. Wow. Maybe yeah. he's talking about the Los Angeles Browns. Yeah. The Browns. <laughs> with the Cincinnati Titans and the Indianapolis Jaguars, right? Yep. With uh, yep. Verde, greatest quarterback of all time. And then um, I got. Um, oh yeah, what was oh the, that? No one wants to see a Lakers and Celtics uh, finals because that's never been a matchup that people have wanted to see. Um, and the Celtics um, don't have a market uh, that that people would want to watch them. Now um, I can agree with the, the take. The Lakers, if saying that nobody's ever wanted to watch a Celtics Lakers finals, it's a odd take considering that's the best rivalry in the history of basketball. So maybe better off just saying you don't know anything about the sport of basketball. Uh, Then I have uh, that Mike Tyson was never a very good fighter. um, And he was only an average boxer and is the most overrated boxer of all time. That's terrible. Um, Again, you are 1,000 times better off just saying, I never have watched boxing in my life. I know absolutely nothing about it. And uh, my balls haven't dropped yet, and I've never heard of Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's because the only boxing match they ever watched was Logan Paul versus KSI. So, like. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, Logan like Paul's the, the goat boxer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the fucking next one? I can't remember that idiot. Steve, before you go to your last one, can you do a gun symbol and face to the right real quick? Why? Just for all, just for all the viewers. Just just put, <laughs> your, put your arm out and put a gun symbol and look that way. Just, just for us. Look that way, though. And be serious. <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> Just, I just, it'd be a great, it'd be a great Are thing you trying for to make everybody. Me do the, the Pulp Fiction picture in the <laughs> it background? Would be right? epic. It dance, would be puppet, epic. dance. That would be your new profile picture. I'm telling you, it'd be so epic. <laughs> it'd be so worth it. We need it. to do it for our house. Oh. 
<laughs> Do it for the fans, Steve. Bring your arm back in frame. Bring your arm back a bit. Oh, it's not in frame. Back, back, back. There you go. Perfect. Lower your hand. Lower your hand. Right there. <laughs> now give your last. Now give your last Twitter take talking like that, so we can get a screenshot. Oh, God, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so I, of course, I, I'm going to have to round it off with. Um, some of these anti-Patriots takes that I get all the time that are uh, brilliant. So I got um, one person uh, who wrote that, although he's only watched him play once, Stefan Gilmore is the most overrated player in the NFL. And when someone said, don't you have to watch a player more than once to really say that? He said, I don't see why you have to watch someone play to form an opinion on how they play. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think I'd have to go ever go into explaining that one. Did you, did you respond someone. back? I would have just stopped at that point. I think you no, 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 no. I, I, I stopped. I got far away from that one. Um, and then I have that, um, Tom Brady never had any actual skills on the field, which again is stupid, but, um, seem to get that, that he was just, that he was just one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And that that's easily replaceable. Huh. Which seems kind of backwards. Yeah. He's one of the smartest to ever do it. You can find that guy anywhere. Let me put the, the ladies on the spot here. Steph, do you have you ever heard <laughs> such a bad Twitter take that you that you remember? Oh my gosh, guys. It's always it's always has to do with not sports things necessarily. Oh, that's fine. Just, just give us a terrible Oh, I get plenty of those. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the thing <clears throat> to, like, always chuckle at seems to be that, like, I'm the only woman or it's, like, one other girl that's on a tour and there's usually, like, 50 people on a tour, right? So it's two women to 48 men. And every time we try to enter the venue at Soundtrack or whatever, her doorman, the front of house, whoever it is, will literally stop me or the other woman that's there and say... Your boyfriend's sound checking right now. Mm. And so, of course, I have to find my cooth, wherever it may be, and throw my laminate in their faces and say, excuse me, I'm trying to do my job, thank you. But that's like a personal hot take directly at me every day for, you know, however long the tour lasts. And it never, ever fails. That is a terrible experience on behalf of all ignorant men we apologize <laughs> <laughs> jackie what yeah, about I, you i apologize my race sucks <laughs> men are horrible men are horrible i'm sorry i'm sorry it's... yeah we're, we're all we're all a little horrible i think so i agree <laughs> i'm just gonna drink to that so jackie's drinking to that that's her salute out of here <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, so I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, she's here. She's here. Okay, Jackie, do you have a do you have a terrible Twitter take or or any experience? I don't. I don't tweet much, honestly. Hmm. No. Yeah. Hmm. No. I'm just gonna be honest about that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know Dre is saying that you're out drinking him. I see he's getting another bottle to compete. So I just want to let you know he sees that you are beating oh. him. Uh, they keep coming, so yeah, we're he was he was barely awake thirty minutes ago, and now he's he's buzzing at this point. So <laughs> kudos to hey, you, Dre. I, I, I have had two non-alcoholic beers while we've been on this show, guys. <laughs> well, duels rules. Slow down. That's uh, actually it's Coors Edge. Oh, Coors yeah, Edge. Yeah, I, switching yeah, it up. I, I I found the Coors Edge. I got very excited. 
Kudos to you. Well, let's end our, our final segment. That is brought to you by Dre's wonderful sponsor, Aquamarine Diving. Has tons of giveaways, discounts, and is corona-free. That is correct. Once you get over to Bali or call them for a diving package, mention Into the Lab and get 20% off. Some sun, some water, and look at the extraordinary marine wildlife for cheap. Aquamarine Diving can be found at aquamarinediving.com or on Facebook under the same name in Bali, Indonesia. That's right, corona-free and rent-free. You just call Dre when you get there. He will house you for free. Let's do like we do always, gentlemen and if ladies. You really want to do that. Oh, actually, or ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason that just Paul is not here today, he's out to uh, dinner tonight. It's his birthday. Oh, let's do a shout-out there. That's a yeah, shout-out. Are we going to sing like we did uh, for you that yeah, time? We absolutely or? have to. We absolutely have to. Kenny, off mute. I'm going to take you off mute myself. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two. All right, two. Kenny, start us off. Go ahead, Kenny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Justin. Happy birthday to you. That's for you, Just Paul. I hope you're having a great time. Hope the dinner's great with the wife. All right. With that being said, <laughs> saying, let's do our final sign-offs. I'll have the gentleman go first, and the ladies will lead off the show. So, Kenny, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me uh, across all platforms at Shooters underscore pod. My podcast, the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, episode drops Monday at 8 Eastern time. Uh, you can find it on the bluecollarmg.com website, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. And uh, thanks for having me on the show, Ernest. Absolutely, brother. Ken, I mean, uh, let's go, Dre. You're up. Actually, on our end of the woods, ladies are always first. So. Oh, I, I'm giving him the best spot, though, the end. Go ahead, Dre. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter, Dre2124. And uh, I'm in the future, like uh, Ernest always says, so I will know stuff you normally don't see on Twitter. That is Even though true. he doesn't retain the information, he does at some point learn it. <laughs> That's right. That's why he wakes up dazed and confused because right now it is August 15th for Dre in Bali, <laughs> Indonesia. So he is. He is one day ahead. Steve, you're on my screen. You go next. Um, well, uh, thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed uh, me talking shit, you can hear me talking shit on the Shoot or Shoot podcast uh, where I'm not allowed to swear as much. And uh, these two beautiful, friendly ladies who are on with us, uh, go give their stuff a follow. It was great having them on as well. Absolutely. Second that. Steph, going to you next. This was honestly the best part of my day. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, go Spurs Go. Uh, you guys can find me across all platforms at Cozy Co. Actually, it's Cozy underscore Co. Um, and my website is www.cozycophoto.com. Great send off there. Second and triple that as well for her product. Jackie, come on next. Yes, thank you so much, Ernest. It's been, I think, years since we've even spoken. So it's really great to see you again. Uh, I've got new products coming online to my website every day at www.moodycharcuteries.com. I have an Instagram and a Facebook. Uh, there's always new things, where, whether it be muffins or pies or new platters. I accept orders 24 7 and I deliver within the greater Houston area, mostly Fort Bend County, but we can arrange something all the time. So I'm always available for orders. 
Awesome. Thank you for coming. That is Moody's Chicuteries that you can find her at. I'm going to get that word down. But of course, as always, uh, Dre, you have, a, you have something for us. Yes, Jackie, is there a discount code for our lobsters out there if they mention it? In the sure. If, if anybody places an order, if they came from here, absolutely everybody gets 15% off if they were referred from here. That is, that is wonderful. I am not putting that pressure over to Steph, but I will do my sign off. And I will say that if, if you are. So what's my show, discount if I come to Texas? Oh my gosh. Here. Your discount is all the food. Do I, do I get more than the 15%? Because like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Steve. <laughs> No, no you, absolutely, you absolutely won't. Let me end this episode. So, <laughs> you know, we appreciate everybody supporting us. We appreciate you supporting our Patreon, watching our stream team, being a part of Blue Collar Media, all of our lapsters out there. Thank you for being listeners. We are hitting over the 2000 mark with viewers and listeners together, which is phenomenal and exciting for our show. Season two is coming up in two weeks. Last episode of the season next week. So we are hyped course i am ernest silva go watch some sports it's back we waited months for this people and cheer on those rockets and whatever else favorite team you root oh, for yeah. and uh thank you guys so much for joining us tonight if you've been watching and if you're listening on the road we're sorry you couldn't see the wonderful steph casenza and jackie moody with her oh i'm gonna lose it Charcuteries. <laughs> that's what it is and and um and please i'll be doing promos for them throughout the week as we introduce them um to our family so thank you guys so much for joining us everybody have a great night thanks ernest Bye. thanks ernest you've been listening to analysis from around the nfl and nba on the sports genes into the lab podcast Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow The Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.